Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited that you're with us this week. We are celebrating 300 episodes of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that deep wow? <laughs> that was not Abanella. I'm not Abanella. That was that was Garrett Hampton. <laughs> yeah, though I'm thankful for Abanella. I'm thankful for Abanella too. I am on with my family this week. Um, you know, we were talking about 300 episodes and Garrett said, we need to get someone really special for episode 300. So I was thinking about it. And the other day I was like, I know exactly who I want to have on for the celebration of 300 episodes. And I thought my family, because we're doing this lineup that the, um, a lineup of the cast meet the cast and you and the girls are a huge part of the cast of Schoolhouse Rocked. And I talk about you guys all the time. And so I wanted people to know you and to get to know you. So I am really, really excited to have you on with me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's really fun. I, uh, I never wanted to do this podcast. Right. (laughs) You mean you never wanted to be interviewed or you never wanted to do a podcast? No, I never wanted to be on the podcast. I totally wanted us to do this podcast. Yes. I was going to say. I was the one who was pushing for it (laughs) for the longest time, but I never wanted to be on the podcast. Right. Right. But you, you are glad to be on it today. Oh, I'm having a blast. Yes. And I said, thank you for coming as if you came from so far. I mean, you came from like 10 feet away from my studio, true, where your studio sits. Yes, <laughs> we, we have two studios in our house. So this is this is cool. This is a little bit of um, Schoolhouse Rocked trivia. The studio that I'm in right now is literally in our master bedroom, and our master bedroom closet is Garrett's studio. And this closet is massive. It's gigantic. It's gigantic, and so he has his whole entire studio with screens and speakers and everything set up in there, and our bedroom is gigantic. And so almost half of our bedroom is my studio. The truth is this bedroom is bigger than our whole house was for two and a half years. Yes. Yes. Isn't that crazy? We actually figured that out one night. I was looking up at the ceiling and I said, I think this bedroom is bigger than our entire RV was that we lived in for two and a half years. And we measured and figured out that it absolutely is. (laughs) Yeah. We don't live in a mansion though. No, we don't. This builder was just extravagant with the master bedroom and master uh, closet. Right. It's so weird because the house is not huge by any means. I mean, it's a decent sized house, but it's just a one story house. But for whatever reason, they made a huge master bedroom and master bedroom closet. So (laughs) anyway, um, I am excited to just get to talk with you today and, and find out some things that God has done with you. I actually sent out a message and to some of our listeners and said, Hey, I would love to know, like, what do you want to hear? You're going to hear from our family this week. What are some things that you would like to know about? And so I got some responses. And so we're going to do kind of a Q and a today, which is really Yay. fun. 
Yeah. These are some of my favorite episodes when you and Abby do the Q&As. Right. I'm glad to be a part of one. Yeah, I'm glad to have you a part of one. Uh, For those who don't know, we have been married, just a little bit of background on us. We've been married for over 26 years by God's grace. And um, we have two daughters who you will meet later this week. They are 15 and 10, and they are an absolute delight to us. We are in our 11th year of homeschooling, and uh, we are grateful for what God has called our family to. And so um, here's, I'm going to kind of jump into the first question that was asked, and I'm going to let you answer most of these because I answer questions all the time, Sure. Um, but I'll pipe in whenever I need to. Um, so this question was to um, talk about your decision to homeschool. And I really do want you to answer this because God did some amazing things through both of us, but I feel like in the beginning, it was more even you who was gung-ho about homeschooling. I, I think that God was really good to change my heart in a big way about homeschooling. And the truth is, I think that was a real encouragement to you because you were doing the heavy lifting at the time. Right. And because I was encouraged about it and because I was enthusiastic about it, I think you were encouraged to go on. Um, But I recognize that so much of the hard work of homeschooling has been yours. So thank you. Um, God really did change our hearts. I know listeners to the show have heard over and over and over, but we said we would never homeschool and we meant it. Um, growing up, we believed every lie about homeschooling. Yeah. And even for the first 10 years of our marriage, we believed every lie about homeschooling. And then we had a baby and we believed every lie right. about homeschooling <laughs> until it was time to figure out what we were going to do for her for kindergarten. And I praise God, we had some good friends who encouraged us to go to a homeschool convention and God changed our hearts over a weekend. It yeah. was, it was awesome. We got to hear Rick Green speak, who's been on the podcast a couple times, right? Yep. Two, two times now. And uh, he's a huge blessing. Um, and we got to see his kids speak at the conference, which was really encouraging. Um, but we left there feeling very confident that God was calling our family to homeschool and not having any idea <laughs> what that was going to look like, but excited about it. Right. And then the work started and we had to stay excited and encouraged. I, I think that's actually where conviction comes in is sure. that it, it, it's not always easy as we tell people all the time. Um, but we believed that it was right and that it was something that God had commanded us to do. Right. And so we stuck with it. But again, I really thank you for being the one who's done that work. And, yeah. uh, Homeschool moms are America's greatest heroes in the words of Mike Smith. Right. (laughs) He says that in the movie. Um, You know, I'm, I'm grateful that you have been gung ho and excited about homeschooling and super supportive of it. Um, What, as you have worked to provide for our family and supported me in homeschooling, and I shouldn't say supported me because you've, you've been part of Mm -hmm. a lot of the, the education and training up of our kids, of course. Um, but as you are looking at homeschooling and, and dads and how dads have responded to it, how would you encourage dads? Cause we really do have a lot of dads who listen to this podcast. How would you encourage those dads to support their wives and their families through their homeschool journey? I'm going to go broader than just homeschooling. Okay. I want to encourage dads because we're living in such consequential times where everything that we do matters. And we see on every side, we see uh, culture crumbling around us. And I know that so many of the dads who will hear this recognize it. 
And the truth is that family really matters. If we're Mm going to save culture, if we're going to save the church, and I know that ultimately Christ will save and purify his bride. But as the church, we need to be concerned about saving the church. And the way we do that is by fighting for intact families and fighting for the hearts of our children and taking ownership of their training and education as, as parents. And so I would encourage dads, this really matters. So take it on and do it like you mean it because you do. And because it really matters for your family. Um, homeschooling by itself, dads can be a huge part of, I've tried to be a part, but I, I know that my time is limited with my girls Sure. and you do most of the training and education. But the one area I would encourage dads to do is do family Bible time, yep. disciple your kids. Even if you're a baby Christian, even if you don't know the first thing about the Bible, it's this easy. Open up the Bible, read it with your family, do it every day. Let them see you reading it and read it together and then discuss it and let the Holy Spirit guide your family. Um, It is so important. We have other questions coming up and this topic is going to keep coming up. I I cheated and looked at the questions a little bit. (laughs) But this topic is going to come up because everything going on in culture requires that we have a biblical worldview and that we look at things through biblical lenses. And the way you do that is by reading the Bible, studying the Bible, do it with your family's dads. This is one thing you can do either in the morning or at night, even if you work all day, even if it's just after dinner, you sit around the table and, and read God's word, do it, pray with your family, read God's word. Um, this is the one area where I've really tried since the beginning to be a part of this. And and truthfully, we did this before we homeschooled. I read Mm -hmm. to my girls every night, read the Bible. Um, and I praise God because it wasn't something I think that we were really calculated about. Right. It was something that God just nudged our hearts to do. Um, but I praise God. We had a little kid's Bible that we read through with both of our girls, like probably, I don't know, 10 times each at least. And then when Brooklyn was a little older, we graduated to the ESV Bible and we started reading and, uh, Lacey was young at that time, but she was there with us and she would read through it. Yeah. And we started memorizing scripture too. That was a yes. huge thing for us was that it wasn't just reading through God's word, but it was memorizing yeah. um, whole, whole chapters. I mean, I remember you were like, we're going to, me- I think it was Psalm, Psalm 1, 1 was our first one that we, we memorized. And you said, we're going to memorize Psalm 1. And I was like, someone like Psalm one, one, you're like, nope, we're going to memorize the whole chapter. And I had never grown up memorizing. I memorized some scripture in school because I went to a Christian school, but as a family, we didn't memorize scripture at all. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed. And I was like, they're so little that how, how's that going to happen? You said, no, we're just going to read it over and over and over again. And they did it quicker than and, us. Oh, they did it so time. much faster. It, it's oh. kind of embarrassing right. and really frustrating to watch your kids memorize scripture <laughs> 10 times faster than yes. you. But at the same time, it should drive you on. Oh, like yeah. You you want to set a good example and you want to keep up. So I'm going to tell you the truth. When we were doing that with them and they were little, uh-huh. I would have to read it over and over and over at night to be able to keep up because I didn't want them to think that dad wasn't learning it. Right. right? So yeah, it, it, was, it was really fun. I will tell you a secret. I think you may know this, but the listeners don't. The reason we memorized Psalm one was mm-hmm. because my dad did it mm. and he had never been a, a big like scripture memory guy 
growing up, um, he he discussed the Bible with mm-hmm. us, and we were in church. But I never remember him reciting big chunks of scripture. Right. And one day he said, "You know, I'm I'm memorizing Psalm one, and like you, I said Psalm one one." <laughs> He's like, "No, the whole Psalm." And I was like, "Wow, you can do a whole chapter." Right. <laughs> he was like, "Yep, I have it taped to my mirror in the bathroom, and I'm memorizing it." I thought. That is a good idea. Right. So right away I said, guys, we're going to memorize scripture and we're going to do chunks of it. And, you know, over the course of years, it took, the girls have memorized probably 15 Psalms, all of Proverbs, whole chapters of of the Bible. Yeah. And Ephesians 6. Yeah. It's been a huge blessing to our family. And it's been a huge, like, growing experience yeah. for us. And it's not been easy, yeah. um, but it's been a blessing. So yeah, I praise God for that. Yeah, that's been amazing. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with my babe. Who is still not Abanella. Who is still not Abanella. <laughs> did I mention how thankful I am for Abanella? I think you did at the beginning. You know, the beauty of Abanella is that it keeps me from having to be the co-host of the show, which <laughs> I am blessed for. I'm in about, I think I'm in maybe two or three seconds of the movie, mm-hmm. right? I'm in the one scene in the title sequence where right. uh, Lacey's cleaning in the window. Am I at all in the rest well, of the Well, yeah, movie? you're in the part where you carry the green beans and the, uh, you're taking stuff okay. out of the house and then you carry the green beans and the cherries into yeah. the RV. So I might have <laughs> five to 10 seconds of screen time, but guys, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I never wanted to be in front of the microphone. Um, so this is a stretch for me, but it is really fun. I do love it. I love and it. as many of you know, who listen, I am uh, behind the scenes on yeah. every episode. Garrett does all the hard work. I have the really fun job of getting to talk to people and interview people, which I love to do. And Garrett does all the hard, heavy lifting. Ironically, on the it's fun for me though. So yeah. it's it, sometimes it's hard because it's usually time crunch. Right. Um, but I do love to do it. I'm the I'm the nerd, guys. Right, right. You are. And actually, this segues perfectly into our next question is, do you have a favorite guest or episode of the podcast? Okay. I'm going to give the worst answer for this question. (laughs) And the truth is my favorite episode is every new episode. Wow. And I listen and Yvette listens to me through my door of my office as I'm editing and I'll go, "Mm, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, somebody will say something else will be yes. And I just get so amped and I don't get amped because like, I think, wow, we're making a cool podcast. The thing that excites me every time is that God provides these amazing guests with amazing biblical insights and I get encouraged. And so it's fun for me. I praise God that he allows us to do this. I don't feel at all like I'm like worthy to do this work. Right. I think God uses us in our weakness and it's a privilege to be able to do this. But the truth is, he blesses us with amazing guests. Truly. So if you ask me what my favorite episode is, and I thought back to the four seasons now, I'd be like, well, let's see, Ginger Hubbard, 
um, Brian Osborne, Rick Green, Tim Barton, mm-hmm. Abby, her first episode, Heidi St. John, yep. Zan Tyler. Yep. I mean, and I Alex could go, Newman. Alex Newman. Alex Newman was on last week. Guys, I was listening to Alex as I drove home today from work. Man, that guy's brilliant. Alex, straight up props. You are the smartest guy I know. <laughs> um, but the truth is I listen to every episode and I am hugely encouraged by yeah. every single episode. Uh, it's not an exaggeration to say my favorite episode is every new episode. Yeah. So, yeah. And and I will tell you guys too, um, I listened to podcasts for 15 years. Before we did this podcast, I had been a, a part of doing um, church sermon podcasts and some mm-hmm. other things. I've actually written the book on podcasting. Right, you did. You actually have a yeah, book called the, the Ultimate Free Podcasting Quick Start Guide, right? Which you can get from SchoolhouseRock.com. Yeah, so that was a shameless plug. But <laughs> I've done a lot of podcasts, and I've listened to thousands and thousands of hours of podcasts. And the truth is, I love the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I still listen to it every single episode. Yeah, that's exciting. It, it is amazing to see what God has done and the guests that He have brought. Ha- has brought to the show. Um, it, it just blows my mind, yeah. you know, that, that we have had the lineup and they just keep coming. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. You know, some of them we reach out to, but a lot of them reach out to us and, um, or their agents will reach out to us. And that's um, God's amazing provision. It is. It is. How do we sign every email? Oh, Soli Deo Gloria. Right. Yep. And everything we do is to his glory. But the reason we get to do this show yep. is because of his provision. That's right. Yep. He is good. So so here's another great question. I love this one. It said, do you often take the time to apply what you as a couple and family are learning from the podcast? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I could tell you a, a single specific instance right now where mm-hmm. that's happened. But I am constantly convicted in yeah. my Christian walk by the podcast and encouraged, I I praise God for the message that these speakers are bringing. Yeah. One of the things I can think of a specific instance, um, Zan Tyler has been on twice now, and Zan tells the amazing story of how her family was threatened with jail yeah. because she homeschooled her kids. And she talks about her faith in God through that time. She talks about the help of, um, of lawyers and people who mm-hmm. supported her and the community that came behind her. And one of the things that that did, that did for me is it encouraged me not to take what we have for granted. Yeah. I know that doesn't seem like a really deep spiritual insight. Oh, sure. But I think it's easy to get comfortable with what we do. And man, I listen to Zan and I just think, thank God we're able to do this. And you're talking about homeschooling, not the podcast. Oh, true. Homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Zan was being threatened with jail time right. in like 1991, right? Or 92. It was 80. It was in the mid 80s. Mid 80s. Okay. So a little earlier, but uh, homeschooling wasn't even legal in the United States in every state till 93. Right. So it's something that's relatively recent, even though guys, this is the way it's been for thousands of years. Yeah. We have this little period of time where public schooling has kind of been the norm. It is not the norm through history, though. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't take it for granted. Um, Rick was a big encouragement to mm-hmm. me. And then Tim um, Barton was a big encouragement to me yeah. um, in that they taught me to see my role as a Christian man mm-hmm. 
uh, in light of civic service and mm-hmm. in light of kind of saving this culture and saving this nation, yeah. which is worth saving. Right. Um, but man, I could I could go on and on about favorites. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I have been asked before, you know, how how have has my perspective of homeschooling changed like throughout the making of this movie and and throughout the podcast. And in the beginning, I would say I really felt like I was excited about homeschooling. We thought this is the best way to raise our kids. This is the best thing for them. It's the best way to, you know, instill our morals and values and a godly perspective and a biblical worldview into their lives. But over the past, you know, especially the past year and a half, as we have watched culture crumble in front of us, both you and I have definitely become more convicted of it. So much more than just that. Mm -hmm. Literally, we believe that, that family and home education and, and taking control, it's not about the homeschooling. It's about parents taking control of the hearts of their kids is what we need in order to save this nation. If we're going to have true revival in this nation, it has to begin at home. Now I have to question you on that. Okay. Taking control of the hearts of our kids. Well, we don't control the hearts of their kids. Right. I mean, taking control of training them because yeah. we have control over how we train them. Right. I don't mean that we're controlling their hearts. Obviously, we can't do that. But but yeah, yes. taking back the responsibility right. for training training right. our exactly. kids and um, really taking back ownership because sure. the truth is the state believes they own your kids. Oh yeah. They they are asserting their ownership, especially when they're at public school where right. you really do sign over your rights as a parent, right. um, at least while the kids are in their care. Right. But the truth is in every aspect of culture right now, the state is taking more right. and more ownership over individuals and especially over children. And so to do this homeschooling thing is countercultural. It's yep. revolutionary and it is desperately needed to save yeah. culture. The other thing is it's desperately needed to rebuild the church, which, yeah. which is on, on its last legs right now. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ loves his bride mm-hmm. and he will preserve his bride. But as churchmen, as, as Christians, we have to be intent on preserving the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important ways we can do that is by being families who are serving God together and being parents who are raising up our kids to be the next generation of Christians. Yep. And when we turn our kids over to the state, that is not happening. Right. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're almost out of time, um, but we have a couple more questions. So I'm going to see if I can, let's, let's do at least one more. Sure. Um, this is a good one. It says, what was something that happened during production that you did not expect or had to work through? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I answer that first? Sure. Yeah. I, I'm thankful you will. <laughs> well, you might have the same answer. We'll see. The thing that we did not expect was for it to take five years. Oh. <laughs> we expected that it was only going to take about a year to make this movie and we would move on with our lives. And, and you know, our idea was we were just going to make a, a simple homeschool documentary and and find home, settle down somewhere. And then we didn't know what we trusted that God had a plan. Five years later, the Lord has built this ministry, um, with the podcast, with the movie, with the blog, with the, with social media. And there's Um, a finished movie now. And there's a finished movie. And so God's done so much more than we ever, I, I, 
we could never have imagined what the Lord would have turned this into. And I don't know in the beginning, if I had known five years ago how hard it was going to be, it would not have been as easy to say yes. I I still would have said yes, because Mm -hmm. I want to be obedient to what God's called us to. But if he had uh, mapped it out for me and said, you know, this is what your life's going to look like for the next five years, I think it would, I I would have been a little bit more hesitant. Um, But I'm grateful that he's just given us one little piece at a time and provided for us through the whole way. And we've got gotten to see his faithfulness in the most amazing and miraculous ways. Yeah, over and over and over. And I, I really think it's going to be a privilege to tell these stories of yeah. his goodness. But I want to hit the five-year thing. Um, and I'm going to go back just a little bit. We were sitting at the Christian Worldview Film Festival, I think in 2018. And it was already a couple years into the process. And it was already going so much longer than we thought it would. And I think at that time we were kind of getting beaten down right. and <laughs> we were an, already weary. <laughs> yeah, we were already weary. And another documentary film, uh, filmmaker went up on stage and told his story about making his film. And he said, it took him five years to do his film. And you looked over to me and you said, if it takes us five years right. to do this film <laughs> and you were just like, like, there we is would no die. way. I think you said we would die. Um, we're going to release at about the five-year mark, yeah. almost exactly. Actually, well, this month has been five years since we started pre-production. It true. was August yeah, of 2016. So, so we've been on it five years. Um, it'll be almost five years since we left California when yep. we released the film. So, um, But this, ironically, has been one of God's greatest works. Mm-hmm. Here's Inside Baseball, guys, because you guys have asked over and over and over, when's the movie coming? When's the movie coming? When's the movie coming? And it always kills us to answer that question because our answer is always as soon as we can get it to you, but right. we totally don't know. Right. And it kills us to say that because we want it out as bad as you do. More so. More so. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> Yvette wants it out worse than anybody, but God has been at work this whole time. And here's what happened. If you guys have been with us a while, you will remember the first trailer we released or it may have been the second trailer said coming summer 2019. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were so confident that th- this thing would be done yeah. that we put it on a trailer that was seen by thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And it said coming 20 summer 2019. Yeah. And so when it was summer 2019 and we were still filming, we were like, okay, Lord, what's going on? Right. And then 2020 rolled around. And COVID hit yep. and everything changed. Yep. And now 2020 is uh 2021 is here. And again, everything is changing. Right. And God knew that had the movie been released in 2019, it was not gonna be the right time. Right. And the truth is we had to recut a part of the movie mm-hmm. because COVID changed everything. Right. But guys, there is such good news because of the shutdowns and because of the masking of children and because of the just crazy anti-student activities of the teachers unions, millions of kids have come home from school. Millions. I praise God for that. And quite honestly, I praise him for this test and trial of COVID because of that millions of kids. It has completely changed the face of homeschooling. And what was once really kind of a weird thing that so many people wouldn't even consider 
Now millions have right. had the opportunity to try it. Yeah. Um, because at one time, basically every school kid was home for a little right. while. And uh, so it at least opened people's eyes. But because God knew best, we didn't fin- finish the movie in 2019. Yeah. Uh, it's all the way to 2021. And the movie is at the post studio now. We just got back the last of the music from our composer. And it's beautiful. Um and now we have a movie that's just about totally done yeah. and it's not even in our hands anymore. Yeah. So praise God. And, and the the composer is amazing for those who don't know is Tyler Smith, who's the son of Michael W. Smith, like yeah. the Michael W. Smith. Yes. And uh, you met him, you met him at the film festival, right? I did. A couple of years ago. Yep. Christian and, uh, Worldview Film Festival. Yeah. We met. Neat guy, Christian homeschool dad. Yep. Uh, and four he or five has kids. done such a He's good job on the music. Incredibly talented. Really, so. really talented. And um, I don't know, you know, how many movie buffs there are out there, but on a, on a documentary film, music is a huge deal. Um, In the end, you know, we've had such great contributions from our cast and Mm -hmm. our donors and our sponsors. Um, But one of the people who's going to have the biggest role in getting the movie out and making it great is Tyler Smith. So yeah, Yeah. we praise God for him. And, and now there's a a movie. So Yeah. 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 So all that to say, even that five-year struggle yeah. was something that God was doing miraculously yeah. to have this thing come out at the right time. Right. And we did not expect that. No. Nope. So God is good. He is faithful. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for celebrating 300 episodes with us and Yay. for being with us this week. It's so fun. Wednesday, you're going to get to hear from Brooklyn, our oldest daughter, and get to know her a little bit. And then Thursday, Lacey, my youngest, will be on. You're going to get to know her and I'm just really excited that you guys get to see them and know them and and meet them finally after all these years I've been talking about them. I know Lacey has been dying to be on the podcast. The whole the time. The whole time. For three years, she's been asking, when do I get to be on? When do I get to be on? And so and I'm excited about you that. You know, not to interrupt, but this is the Meet the Cast series. Right. Lacey is the first cast member. She's she the is. first person appearing yep. on the movie, followed by her sister, Brooklyn. That's right. So yeah, yeah. it's a privilege to let them be on the podcast and absolutely so thank you guys for listening make sure you share this with your friends if you've not yet signed up for the newsletter go to schoolhouserocked.com and make sure you subscribe because you just need to stay in the loop you need to know what's happening with the movie with the podcast and we are going to do our best to um, get this movie into your hands as quickly as possible please keep praying for our family and uh, please consider a donation Um, go to again schoolhouserock.com you can click on the donate here button and make a tax deductible donation we are still in need of raising quite a lot of money um, but we are trusting god to provide he is so faithful and he's gotten us this far we are standing at the edge of the red sea and waiting to see how he is going to part these waters but we know that he will Um, We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We will be back with you on Wednesday. See you then. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations. Christian homeschooling simplified.